Hello and welcome back everyone to another episode of LinkPages data protection podcast series where we've been unraveling the complexities of the data privacy landscape in the Asia Pacific region. I'm your host Alex Roberts in Shanghai and I'm here today with a special guest Serena Kiong, Head of Data Privacy Legal in Asia for Barclays Bank. Welcome to the podcast Serena. Thanks for having me Alex. I'm Serena Kiong and hello everyone. It's a pleasure to be here today. Serena, we've been keen to get you on the podcast for some time because of your regional role and the fact that you're plugged into the wider privacy community, both for events and associations. If we could kick things off by hearing from you on your observations on privacy strategies, that would be great. For example, do you think that organizations in, in the APAC region should opt for different solutions for different jurisdictions, or do you think there's a case for adhering to uniform standards? Yeah, of course. I mean, in terms of privacy compliance strategies, right? It goes without saying that it's essential to create an optimal privacy strategy within the APAC landscape. And, you know, for organizations active in multiple APAC jurisdictions, generally speaking, you should have a foundational strategy that entails adhering to a cohesive set of, you know, data protection principles that satisfy the most stringent regional regulations. That sounds like a good tip as far as I'm concerned, but it, it sounds like there's quite a lot of preparation needs to be done. And it, it sounds like you might be a fan of privacy by design. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Part of my career journey is in the UK and I'm a big believer in the concept of privacy by design from the GDPR. You know, with the complexities of privacy laws now in Asia, it's really crucial that you proactively integrate that privacy considerations from the very beginning of your business process and system development. And, you know, by adopting standards that are exceeding or at least, you know, align with GDPR requirements, companies can meet a broad range of legal demands while retaining that flexibility to adapt to specific regional nuances like the consent elements required in China or that data localization measures in Vietnam. That sounds like a top um, recommendation for us all, I think, based on what we've been doing. But I guess the it's inevitable that the global landscape keeps evolving in terms of emerging privacy regulations. It sounds like um, probably yourself and, and others in in-house roles really do have their hands for trying to manage data compliance matters. How do you think organizations should determine which jurisdictions privacy laws to actually prioritize at the moment? Well, look, there's no hard and fast rule, right? I actually tell my stakeholders all the time. It's it's always, always a risk balancing game. There are lots of factors at play here when you adopt a risk based approach. And the key question really is how you or, or your business rather interpret that risk and in your risk assessment, look into, you know, the volume and number of data subjects concerned the granularity and the amount of personal data involved and your data processing activities, um, maybe a bit of your operational footprint of your business, your processing methods, your entrusted parties, and, and you know, finally the penalties and severity of consequences. I guess most importantly really is the strategic value of the market that you're in and your risk appetite. All of these actually can serve as a very valuable tool in navigating these complexities. Great, that really makes sense when I, when I, when I look at across things at a high level. Could, could you maybe break things down a little bit for us um, in the practicalities? 
Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, one way to look at it would be, say, for example, the more extensive your operational footprints are in a jurisdiction, the closer attention it will warrant from you. So, for example, do you have a significant customer base there or a very concentrated coverage of data processing centers in a particular jurisdiction? And is that located in a jurisdiction with a relatively mature law like the China's PIPL? Probably worth your attention if your answer to both questions is yes. And I would also recommend weighing your analysis against your overall business strategy, which can most often you know, dictate I guess your prioritization of your compliance efforts, particularly where you need to obtain a key regulatory or business license, having a bad compliance record on data management would unlikely help any such application. Um, I guess another key consideration is enforcement trend. You know, has the regulator shown signs of imposing hefty penalties across multiple sectors? or against a sector that you specifically are in, this should all be called out and consider about, you know, requiring your immediate compliance attention. For example, financial sectors are often governed by the overarching data privacy legislation and rules, but, you know, these sectoral guidelines and rules also kick in. So a lot to consider really. Can only agree with you, Serena. It's been really insightful. You, you, you've already mentioned a couple of examples, um, but I don't think you've actually touched on the territory where you're based, obviously, in Hong Kong. Given that so many multinationals around APAC actually have hubs there, um, how are Hong Kong-based organisations handling data compliance at the moment? That, that's a really good question, Alex. From my general observation, right, Hong Kong has seen shifts towards global data protection frameworks and Hong Kong-based organizations have been sort of steadily adapting to this evolving landscape in terms of data protection compliance. And I've been hearing, you know, lots of focal points of discussions in a lot of topics, but the key ones are, you know, the, pro the proposed revisions to the PDPO, which introduced mandatory data breach notifications and heightened penalties. And, you know, the ongoing debate around the cross-border data transfer rules, particularly the non-enactment of the Section 33 of the PDPO, quite a lot happening. And we've also seen the recent development of that Greater Bay Area Standard Contract for Guangdong, Hong Kong and Macau, which is a voluntary framework to facilitate cross-border data activities. I guess it's only natural to infer that all of these are paving the way for the future enforcement of that Section 33 of the PDPO. I would agree, and I heard a lot of people talking around that subject at the moment. What other sort of future um, things do you think people can expect to see in Hong Kong over the next um, few months or even years? Mm, I mean, we've seen sort of piecemeal discussions on a number of exciting topics last year, right? But I guess looking ahead, I anticipate future discussions to steer towards, say, the integration of AI. With AI, I, obviously, I meant artificial intelligence, um, cybersecurity, and online safety. The Privacy Commissioner has already published his guidance on ethical development and use of AI back in August 2021, I think. And since then, there's been an explosion of interest in AI, and particularly Gen AI. In fact, I recall that you were in one of the Hong Kong um, sessions presenting on that exact topic a few weeks ago. 
the brilliant section, by the way, really enjoyed it. And um, going back to the question, I guess, given the pace of how it's going elsewhere and the direction of travel, I think we should really expect lots of discussion in 2024 on whether some of these guidelines in place could now be further developed and maybe eventually form part of Hong Kong sort of statutory law rather than merely guidance. With so many regulatory requirements, what's your perspective on actually how you do this from a good business practice perspective? Well, I think that good business practices should go hand in hand with regulatory requirements, really. Um, ethics and transparency and how data is handled can earn consumer trust, as you know. Um, it's invaluable in this digital age and it go way beyond just legal compliance. And obviously it's essential for business to understand that in today's environment where data breaches can have serious negative implications for a company's image, it's really important to prioritize that protection of consumer data um, and it's becoming an ethical obligation and a wise business strategy, right? And, and, and again and again, I would stress the importance of assessing risk in line with your business strategy. This might not be exactly in complete control of legal, but it's certainly a huge consideration. And personally, I see, you know, opportunities arising from all of these changes and developments. And after all, you know, privacy is not just a legal challenge, but really a business opportunity and something we can really be used as a competitive advantage. Thanks, Serena. That's been extremely insightful. If, if I could ask you one last question, where do you see the trend in privacy rules heading in the APAC region, particularly when we, we can see AI coming in, cyber and online safety rules, everything's in there together at the moment? Well, wow, that's a million dollar question, Alex. Um, so AI, cyber and online safety. I mean, I see a trend that points towards a more integrated approach. Starting off, you know, on the AI side, we heard a lot of talks and what you see is sort of like a common theme across them. Um, I, I, I could see movement towards creating ethical guidelines and framework, perhaps tackling transparency, accountability and fairness in the, um, in the usage of AI. And it's quite evident as a common theme from Hong Kong Privacy's Commissioner's guidance on AI ethics, and ex as well as the regulations governing the AI products in mainland China as well. Perhaps there could be recommendations for organizations to obtain consent on data processing by AI, maybe focusing more on the explanatory on how personal data is used in AI model and adhering to data subject rights by complex AI systems. There's a lot that you can see actually, um, one to keep a close eye on really. On cybersecurity, there are increasing number of cyber threats nowadays about, you know, sort of infiltrating to personal data and sensitive commercial data. So what I've seen is in APAC, there has been an enactment of specific cybersecurity laws to address the level of sophistication and the increased number of occurrences in recent years. You know, to name a few, you've got China's cybersecurity law, um, you've got Singapore's Cybersecurity Act, um, and there's one in Korea as well. Lots of divergence in these laws, and it'd be interesting to see if regulators could rise above these divergence and introduce a more unified and maybe a bit more detailed 
recommendations on security protocols and breach notifications. And then on the last one, online safety, there's a lot to it really. Um, I see momentum built in the APAC region. Um, I mean, a number of jurisdictions are signaling intentions to address online safety through legislative means. And, you know, there's one in Singapore and bring it back home here in Hong Kong. There's really a recurring theme in the commissioner's recent announcements, reminding the public to sort of stay vigilant against cyber threats and scams. And even when you're making food orders electronically. So that's quite an interesting one. One thing I can be sure of is that you can never get bored being in the thick of the data in a TMT space. So it's quite nice to be in, in this together. Thank you so much, Serene. I can agree with you more on all of those those points. There's a lot going on and I look forward to continuing to work with you um, as these things develop in the region. I, I hope everyone else that's been listening similarly found it interesting um, as we talked through some of these fast moving pieces in today's cyber and, and data landscape. That's all for today's episode, but to, do stay tuned and thanks for listening in. Goodbye for now.